What is up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Hot Corner. I should say welcome back because it's been a while. It's been, uh, I don't know, I want to say maybe a month or two, two months since we've done an episode. Kind of took a break, but we're we're back and 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 trying to get this baseball season underway. Um, for those of you wondering, uh, this is going to be uh, this is the hot corner with Joseph and I. Joseph's been, um, we've been friends since fucking 16 years old, 15 years old. Um, and we're putting this on the kickback link as well, just so that way there's extra content and extra, you know, things for you to listen to. So that way you don't have to be jumping around links or jumping around different, you know, podcast pages. So, uh, hopefully you enjoy this, but let me introduce my, I was going to say my co-host. Yeah, co-host. I'm your co-host. You're my co-host. Tugboat, how you doing? What's up, man? It's, it's good to be back. It's been it's been too long. I know. I, I, could, I, I think we stopped because I couldn't face the fact that you beat me with the hot corner bets. <laughs> By one game. Oh, God. By one game. That was a, that was cool though. I, I'm glad that we kind of went we went the whole season. I'm I'm glad that we could. We finally did it. Usually we stop by like week thirteen, week fourteen we kind of just fall off. But no, we actually did the whole season this year. Yeah, which in the playoffs, but it was kind of tough. But um, but yeah, I, I did get you by one game this year. So it's so crazy, and we fucked up with some ties too. And uh and you you started off brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I had like three or four like undefeated weeks, like within the first like five or six weeks, and you were just zero and three, one and two, zero and three, and I'm just like, oh, dude, I'm gonna crush him. And then I kind of got cold, uh, not only on the hot corner bets, but in, in real life. In real life, that's where it counts too. I was super cold, but um, yeah, it's it's good to be back. Uh, it was good to get a win against you too. I uh, know by one game. All right, well, next season. We'll see how that goes, but uh, that means I I, I owe you. What did we say? Like lunch or something, or yeah. a meal of, of sorts. Yeah, I gotta Some get buff. you that, or I can get you. I got well. Either way, I still gotta get you the the hot corner shirt because those are actually done and made. So if you want to get one, or if you want to check those out, you can go to uh, our store. That's on Teespring. You can just type in Teespring and slash the kickback. And you can find all that stuff, um, or just go to our Instagram, and all the links are there. Um, but yeah, man, football season's over. You know, basketball season's in the middle of it's a uh, past the All Star break. Uh, baseball's finally underway. I couldn't be happier. Well, in a perfect world, you would want all three sports going on at the same time, right? But that would never yeah. happen. But I'm excited that baseball's back. I'm excited hey, that yeah. basketball's in its swing. Just happened. Huh? Never say never because it did just happen. Yeah, that's true, huh? This past October, we had football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and well, that's it, the four major sports. But yeah, every fuck, everything was on in October. It's so crazy world, because it's like the worst, the worst time of your life because of pandemics going on. But as a yeah. sports fan, oh, you're loving it. I was I was fucking rock hard, dude. I was just like, I can't, I can't take it. I wish the NBA would go back to the bubble so we can get the 11 a.m. games back. Oh, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. I heard 
<laughs> we're so de- we're degenerates. That's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, baseball season, um, opening week, just the 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 first few weeks of the season for me at least, you know, because we do talk about gambling or betting. Um, it, it did me, it did me so good. I was so happy. I was I couldn't. I was on fire, dude. I I didn't even tell you. I just couldn't lose a parlay. I couldn't lose a bet. I was just, it felt so good. I texted you on opening day, dude, and I'm like, this is where we fucking make our money back. <laughs> yes. All the fucking money that we lost in, in football season and basketball, this is it, dude. This is where we fuck able. Dude, for the first the first three, the first was a couple weeks already. I won, was like 1300 one week. I was off off to the races already. So fuck yeah, yeah. Hopefully it keeps going. Hopefully it keeps going. I don't want. I don't want that number to go down to the negative again because it, it it got a little dicey in football. Yeah, yeah, me too. Don't worry. But yeah, right, so yeah. How, how's uh the first few weeks of the of the baseball season? How is it for you? Like, how, how have you looked at it? How have you seen it? And what's your reaction to you know this? It's pretty interesting. You know, first few weeks because there's like. There's so many different storylines, right? You know, you have the yeah. fans that are coming back. You have, um, then you have on top of that, you know, still people talking about the Astros now that the fans are back and getting to heckle them. And then the you know, Dodgers winning a World Series and, you know, are they going to have that, you know, you know, uh, hangover? You know, there was so many different storylines. And then on top of that, you have, you know, no hitters coming in left and right all of a sudden. So... It's pretty exciting first few weeks of the baseball season. Yeah, definitely, definitely, really exciting, man. I've already been to two games. Uh, I went to the opening series game against the Angels. Uh, oh, the yeah, Angels, yeah. the White Sox, the Sunday night baseball game. That's when you saw um, Otani hit that tank. Yeah, I saw Otani hit an absolute piss missile. It sounded loud on TV. Was it that loud, like in person? Yes, it was a it was a bomb. Like it was nuts, man. And, this is the first time I've seen Otani live, bro. I was just so shocked. It was, was a game fucking bomb. Yeah, and then he pitched a great game too. Unfortunately, he got taken out at home. Yeah, I mean he hasn't pitched since. But I mean, dude, he was dealing. See, so he went six innings. He had like nine Ks. Just, I mean, a hundred miles per hour, just effortless. Yeah, it was yeah. funny because it was that same inning where he pumped like a hundred miles an hour, goes up to bat, fucking hits a hundred and something mile an hour. Freaking off the bat into like four, I think it was four, 400 plus feet. Yeah, it was a bomb. And then you um, went to the Dodger game, right? Yeah, I went to the, the opening series of the Dodger game on, on Sunday, this past Sunday. Um, What's it like being back? Dude, I was so excited, man. I was so, I went by myself. Like, I was just so happy back. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to go to opening day. Um, unfortunately, I, I decided not to go to opening day. Um, Tickets were way too expensive, yeah, and I decided yeah. to buy the jersey instead. Uh, the gold. I don't know if you saw the gold jersey they were wearing. Of course. So I, bought, I bought two of them. What? But, uh, well, yeah. well, not the same one. Like, what players? Oh, yeah. I bought a, a Mookie Betts one um, and a uh, Clayton Kershaw one. Damn, I wanted to see Kershaw, but I, I was just really hesitant about it just because he's not under contract. I mean, he was the World, World Series MVP. But, but you can like, always man. rock that jersey because he was the World Series MVP. You can, you can always yeah. wear it. I bought Kershaw because he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be there. That's the Dodger for life. Jersey retired, bought, everything. That's, that's, that's probably on his way to that as well. 
We got him for the next 12 years. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. That's never going to get old, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, just being back in the stadium, man, it was, it was just the atmosphere. Like, you, you've been at Angel Games. It's not the same, man. Dodger Stadium is, is on another level. Walked around the outfield, that whole new area that they – dude, it's fucking beautiful, man. Left field, right? That the whole – Oh, the whole outfield. Yeah, because they, they were getting ready for the All-Star game because it was going to yeah. be at Dodger Stadium, right? That whole pavilion is, is nuts, man. It's, it's Dude, it's beautiful. Like, when you go check it out, you see it in person. It's Yeah. And then I got to see a great game, man. It was Kershaw and Scherzer. That was nothing. Nothing game to, like, the eighth, and then the Dodgers ended up winning it. But, yeah, man, uh, just I'm just glad to see fans back in the stands, like, we didn't really see much uh, in the in the. Obviously, we didn't see any last year. Just fucking stupid cutouts. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then we finally got some fans in the playoffs and in the World Series. But um, but it's good to see fans in all games, man. I, I I like the you know the roar of the crowd and stuff. Like Vince Kelly would say, he would just kind of shut up and let the people at home listen to the roar of the crowd when mm-hmm. the guy hits the guy strikes someone out. It's 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 fun, man. It's it's good to see the fans back. Yeah, I agree, especially going a full year with just empty – well, I wouldn't say a full year, but, you know, half a season of just empty stadiums and not getting to, you know, have that reaction of, you know, a big play happens and you hear, like you said, that roar of the, the crowd and then the players get pumped up. And, you know, there are some some players that have come out and said, you know, it, it does – fans do impact the game. Whether it's positively or negatively, depending on home and away, you know, fans do impact the game some way, somehow. And especially when you look at stadiums that easily get sold out, you know, you think about a Yankee game, a Red Sox game, Dodger game, you know, those games, it was so, it's even weird to see now, you know, some of these, some of the stadiums being kind of not full yet. Because I grow up watching these games and I see it jam packed, and then you still watch it and you're like, man, it's just, it's 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 better than nothing. I'll, I'll tell you that, but it's it's just still that that weird thing to weird thing to see. Um, yeah, you know, we we kind of mentioned the two no hitters. The first one was um, from the Padres. Yeah, Joe Musgrove. Fuck that guy, by the way. He was a, a member of the uh, Houston Astros. In 2017, so fuck him. He was, yeah. And there's a video of him uh, after they won, after they clinched the ALCS against the Yankees. Like he, uh, he was, he had the, the goggles on, whatever, and he was talking, he was drinking champagne. He's just like, hey, fuck the Dodgers. So, fuck him too. <laughs> and fuck his no hitter. But yeah, he he threw a no hitter. Um, it's funny, he was it wasn't a perfect game because of a hit by pitch. Yep. No air. And it was a hit by pitch, and then you look at the second no hitter we had, which was last night. God, man, it's so close to being a perfect game. Ninth inning. I don't know if you saw the first play of the ninth inning. No, I did. No, no, no. So they hit ground ball, uh, kind of in the three-four hole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the clip of it. Bray, Abreu made the play, and then he was running to the bag, and he like slid, slid almost yeah. towards. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts, dude. Uh, luckily, they called him out. Luckily, they had a review and they called him out. And then the very next pitch, he just nails the nails the catcher in the foot. And and I, if I'm the catcher, I'm like, bro, this guy's throwing a perfect game. I'm getting the fuck out of the way. 
Like, but you're still, he, you know, he's at the time he's still in a perfect game. Yeah, no, in a perfect game. Yeah, like if he's still in a perfect game, I'm getting out of the way, dude. Like I'm not gonna end a perfect game on that. Like By just standing still. Yeah, like come on, like he. First of all, he's got to make an attempt to move. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised yeah. that the that a that an umpire wouldn't make that wouldn't make that call. It, it's a bit. It's a big call. You can't, you can't, you know, call that a strike because he didn't move. But man, if if an umpire would do that, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that's rough. Though. It's, it's a rough way to lose a no hitter, a perfect game. But luckily, he did finish the no hitter, which was nice. Um, but yeah, we've seen two no hitters within a week. Man, it's crazy. And then my team threw a no hitter yesterday. <laughs> Just no hitters left and right. Yeah, that's right. Your your high school team. You guys had your opening day, right? For yeah, for Montreal, and you guys threw it. Fucking threw no hitter. Yeah, so no hitter first game. That's I, crazy. Like, I wanted to wanted to finish it too, but it was a combined no hitter. He wanted to finish it, but uh, he was uh, he was at his pitch limit, so uh, we had to we had to pull him. For high school, there's a pitch limit, right? Or yeah. Just, what yeah, is it? We're at uh, 115 pitches. And not in a game, but it's it's like in a week or something like that. Yeah. Oh, in a game. Yeah, in a game. So it used to be it used to be thirty outs a week. Oh, that's what it was. But they switched it up. So now if if you throw anything over seventy five pitches in a week, like in a game, you have to rest for three days before you can come back and pitch again. Damn. Yeah, and then if you throw anywhere between like fifty five and seventy four, you have to rest two days. What about this kid? Then, Fucking threw 107 then, pitches. Oh yeah, the, the max the max you can throw though is 100 and uh, 115. Well, what's his break now? So three days. He's got three days. Right. He's got three days off. Oh uh, okay okay. I was gonna say this guy like, can never pitch the rest of the season. Yeah, he <laughs> he won't throw for the rest of the week. Uh, he'll come back next week. He's our ace. He's our horse. Okay. But, okay, uh, but yeah, okay. It was good to to be back out there, man. It's been too long. It's been way too long. Just it felt weird. Our, our first month, this is really like our first month back, um, learning how to hit a fungo again. It's crazy. It's been a while. Yeah, usually like you know, Coach Rana, he's like, "Oh, it's like riding a bike." No, it's not. <laughs> when it's you've weird. been fucking for nine and a half months, not doing shit, it's it's, it's different. You're just swinging uh, a golf club for nine months. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it, it kind of got the hang of it. Uh, it's just good to be back out there, man. It's it's good to. Uh, have something to do, so yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and uh, well, even on top of that, just for the kids, right? Good that they oh, can yeah. fucking play again. Especially the juniors, man, because the the or the juniors last year that are seniors this year because they lost their entire season last year, whole year, and then uh, they were almost going to lose this one, which I'm glad they they didn't. So uh, it's good, yeah, it's good for them to be back out there. They're still not in school yet, but. Uh, at least they're uh, they're able to play baseball. It's, it's it's nice. That is crazy. You know, there's some some people, some schools where it's like we're not at school yet, but we can still play. Well, well, it's I like mean, virtual. Hate to put anyone on blast, but our school district is a disaster. Um, yeah, we're <laughs> superintendent. So yeah, it's it's a whole another story. The best, yeah, whole another story for a whole another day. But um, for a whole another podcast. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, man. So, not just having uh, having baseball back, but 
looking at what basketball is, what they're doing there, it's – I'm looking at the NBA and I'm just – I'm happy to see where it's at. I'm happy to see that, you know, even with baseball as well, like there's no – there hasn't been any really real hiccups yet. Obviously, there's been, you know, some games postponed, but those will be made up. Um, in basketball, you know, there hasn't been a crazy outbreak. Um, you know, guys have been – you know, quarantined if they do get tested positive or if there's, like, any kind of tracing or whatever. So NBA's been going good. And now looking at where the season's at right now, people are trying to make that playoff push. Now you have the playing little tournament that people kind of forget about. Um, Yeah, so how the playing tournament works is obviously before in seasons past, obviously one through eight would make it from each conference. And then now it's going to be uh, one through six, make the playoffs seven, eight, nine, and 10 have to play like a little tournament to see who makes those last two spots, which is pretty crazy. I love it. It's like, it's like a wild card game. Basically. And I don't know why, like all these basketball heads and I, maybe it's because I'm more like, you know, we have that baseball background. But a lot of these basketball heads are like, no, this is horrible. Why would they do that? Why is this? Why are they? Why are they changing it up? Like this, this makes basketball way more exciting to watch. It's already exciting to watch. Well, I I kind of see where they're coming from though, because you look at look at the expanded playoffs in baseball. Um, I absolutely hate the wild card series. The what? wild card. Game- the wild card game is cool. I like that. Yeah, it's, one game. Awesome. One game. But the wild card series, like, there's no way a one seed should have to play a three-game series in order to move on to the next round. Like, it's stupid. I hate it. Okay. I get that like, part. Look at last year, like, the Dodgers, best record in baseball, and they have to play a three-game series with the with the Brewers in order to move over to the next round to the NLDS, which is usually the first round. That's like, no, I don't like that. I, I think the one seed should get a bye. You know, uh, the one and two seeds should get a bye and just have the wild card game, you know, and then move on from there. Yeah. It's a one game, playing game, and that's it. Yeah. I don't like team has to play three a three-game series. It's terrible. Yeah, you just want to get it over with, right? And But looking at the basketball, how basketball is doing it, I I think they 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 figured out a way to eliminate the tanking, so to speak, kind of sorta. Because you look at a perfect example would be the Bulls going into the trade deadline. You look at the Bulls, and they're definitely not a playoff team if we're going based off of the regular playoffs, you know, standing. But now that there's an extra two spots instead of trading guys away in the trade deadline, they start buying and start trading four players, and now they're making a little run. Whereas in years past, automatically the Bulls are just going to be looking to trade away Zach Levine, looking to you know trade away all of their key players to get draft picks and blow it back up but, or rebuild it back up. Now it's like, hey, especially in the East, you know, an injury here or a – Something here, something there, and we can make a little run. You know, the Heat and the Heat 
were the perfect example of that because no one expected them to do it except for me, just FYI. Um, and you look at all these other teams and you say, hey, we have a chance. There's a, there's a chance. And that's all you can ask for as a team, as a professional team or any, any type of team is the, just give us a chance to make the playoffs and let's see what happens. And that's yeah. exactly what baseball or basketball is doing. Twenty, If you think about it, 20 teams – 10 from the East, 10 from the West, are making the playoffs. There's only 30 teams in the NBA. 20 fucking teams. There's only 10 teams that don't make the playoffs? That's insane. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. I don't know about you, but I, I enjoy it. I like seeing it. I want to see those intense basketball games. But I just like the fact that the 1 through 60, they're already in. Like They don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah. Whereas baseball, the 1 through 3 seats still have to play that three-game series. Which is, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. But uh, when it comes to basketball, you look at it, what, what, are you, what are you looking at right now when it comes to basketball? Are you, are you kind of um, just waiting for I, – I can't wait for LeBron and AD to come back to see how they play with Drummond. Oh. To be honest with you, I kind of expected this to happen, man. I kind of expected LeBron and AD to – Kind of, I, I was expecting the load management whole deal to come in with them, but uh, I guess the whole faking an injury thing kind of works out a little better. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean faking an injury? Oh, come on, LeBron rolled his ankle, dude. He didn't fucking. There was no high ankle sprain. LeBron, dude, LeBron's a world class athlete. He has the best training, the best facilities, the best, the best rehab. You're telling me a sprained ankle is going to be out for three weeks? Going on four weeks already? Going on a month? There's no way. Dude, they played the NBA Finals in October. They started the season in December. He was good he to go. Really no time to recover. So this is it now. This is the time where he's like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm going to sit out. I'm going to sit out. I'm going to recover. I'm going to, you know, let my body relax. Let my body get back to, especially because he's older, man. He's, he's going to be 35. That's so crazy. You know? He's got to just, you know, and then AD, another guy, I mean, yeah, he's, he's got that, uh, uh, I hate to say the dreaded A word. I'm not oh, going to say don't it. Don't even, no, it's a calf right now. It's a calf. Calf injury. Um, but again, the same thing with him. He's, he's, he's always been, you know, injury prone, he's, he's, you know, made a glass. And again, they finished the NBA finals in October. They started the season in December, just way too soon. No, no, no time to recover, man. And the Lakers, obviously they played deep. You know, they went all the way to the finals. You look at the Miami Heat, they got off to a slow start this year. Why? They're tired. They played until October, and how do you expect them to come out and, and be, you know, playing against guys who didn't even go to the bubble and ended their season in, in March? You know, so it's, 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 uh, it's a little bit of a disadvantage to the teams that made the bubble and went deep in the playoffs. But, um, I mean, hey, look at, look at uh, Jamal Murray, same thing. Oh. I mean, that, that's a, it's, a, it's a freak accident, freak incident, but, you know, it could stem back from, you know, all that, you know, the beating that his body Dude, took. Seven-game series after seven-game series? Yeah, man, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a beating, man, that, that your body takes in the playoffs and, and going that deep and then starting up again right away. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of see – I kind of expected this to happen. I expected the, the Lakers – especially the Lakers to, you know, have guys out for most of the season. And, you know, the Lakers are sitting pretty where they're at right now. They're the 
the five seed or the six seed? Five. The five seed. So they would play the four, which is uh, Denver, obviously. Yeah. And then right for losing Murray, I mean, hey, even better. But I think the Lakers can cruise through the West. Not cruise through the West, but definitely, you know, get by the first round, you know, and then it sets up the second round match with the Clippers, which, you know, everyone's been waiting for. Everyone wants to see it. Yeah. And I think with the healthy LeBron and a healthy Davis, and Drummond, healthy Drummond. That you fucking know. toe, bro. First game. <laughs> and his toenail. Yeah, Kuzma back in there. You get him rolling. Kuzma. Um, you know, I, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be they'll be fine in in, in the in the West. Yeah, and you you brought up a what was that? But you look at the best team in the West right now, Utah. <sighs> They're dirty. They are dirty. Do they? Do, do you think they can beat the Lakers in a seven game series? Um, honestly, I do. Healthy Lakers. Honestly, uh, I do because you look at you look at what they they do. They could honestly be the Lakers kryptonite, and you know, my some people might think like. Oh no, the Nets and this and the no 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 Nets don't play defense. Fuck, get the fuck out of here. Me and well, Tug, me and Tug will play better defense. And you look at you look at the Jazz. You look at the Jazz, and you say, do they play defense? Hell yeah, they play defense. Can they protect the rim? Hell yeah, they have Rudy Gobert, aka Mr. COVID himself, <laughs> seven foot. I don't know what seven two practically with those long ass French arms. He's nothing's going in the paint. And, you know, Lakers, you know, they love to live in the paint and get those easy buckets with Rudy Gobert there. It's not an easy, it's not an easy night. And you look at what happened with the Knicks when uh, the Lakers played the Knicks, they shut down Drummond in the paint. That could easily happen, you know, with the Jazz doing that to the Lakers. Can they play perimeter defense? Do they have perimeter defenders? They do. They might be a little bit undersized when it comes to. You know, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, you know, Jordan Clarkson type of thing off the bench. You know, you have a couple slow guys in Bogdanovich and Ingles. So they can still they still play great defense despite, you know, some of the disadvantages they do have. But the killer, the killer is they could just jack up threes left and right. They could play at any type of pace. They could play slow. They could play fast. They could literally play hard. So let's say the Lakers want to dominate pace. The Jazz are just going to do the exact same thing, and they could execute just as good as the Lakers. So it's kind of it's a scary it's a scary thing to see, but it'd be an interesting series nonetheless. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so they they the Jazz have a lot of answers for what the Lakers have, but yeah, like I, I'd be more worried about playing them than than the Clippers, and hopefully the Lakers don't think that way because then that's how they get fucking. That, that, that's what happened to the Clippers ex- last year. Exactly, exactly, and you so you look at and you brought up a good point about you know Jamal Murray getting hurt and. You know, Anthony Davis and LeBron coming, you know, all those guys playing into the finals or playing deep into the playoffs. And now you look at LeBron trying to get some rest. He, I feel like you bringing that up, 
he's trying to recreate what happened last season where he went hard for a few months, went hard. And then the pandemic hit and he got a couple months off. And I feel like he's trying to recreate that where it's like, okay, I'm going to go hard like a motherfucker for these few months. And then I'm going to hit the brakes and slow it all down because at his age, that back and forth of like turning it on, slow it down, turn it on, slow it down, turn it on, slow it. You're destined for injury. And, or if you go the whole season, turn it on, turn it on, turn it on, turn it on. You end up like Kobe where, you know, he fought his ass all the way to get his team in the playoffs. And unfortunately his body can hold up. So hopefully that's the mindset and hopefully it's nothing too big. I'm not too worried about LeBron. Like you said, you know, it's LeBron, the, it didn't look too bad, the replay. Anthony Davis, on the other hand, you know, it's like you said, that dreaded A word that you don't want to hear, you don't want to say. Yeah. It's, it's scary. But looking at the East, looking at the East, you got the Bucks, you have the Sixers, obviously you have the Nets who now don't have LaMarcus Aldridge because – you know, he has a irregular heartbeat, so he's retired. He's done. Um, but you look retired. at what happened? He retired a spur. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That, that is interesting. I, I, hmm. I, I don't know. that. I, I thought maybe he would maybe a trailblazer, but, you know, he didn't really have a good ending there. Yeah, I guess a spur makes sense. That's but when I think of Lamarcus Aldridge, I think of him dominating in that Trailblazers jersey. Um, but yeah, you look at the East and you say that that's going to be some interesting basketball on that side, even though it's really top heavy. It's really top heavy. Once we get past the first round of the playoffs for the East, because you know the Bucks, whoever they play, they're going to beat. Um, the Sixers, whoever they play, they're going to beat. The Nets, whoever they play, they're going to beat. So after we get past that first round, that's when things are going to get interesting. And but you also got to look at who's in the bottom of the East. You got to look at who's in the bottom of the uh, of the of the of the. Uh, I'm mean, not the bottom. I'm sorry, the middle of the East. And you look at those teams that are going to play the Hawks. Um, no, the teams that are going to play um, Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee. That's. I mean, you look at the Celtics. This is scary. I mean, they're, they're there. They're they're there. I mean, look at Miami, seven seed. I wouldn't want. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play. I would not want to play the Celtics or Miami in the first round. Exactly. I mean, you look at Charlotte. I mean, mm, they lost the mellow. It's tough. If they get the back, it's a different story. But, yeah, um, they're they're one of those. The Hornets are one of those teams where it's just like, hey man, I know we're not supposed to win it but let's go fuck someone's day up like that. Yeah. They're just one of those teams. And you could tell that's the type of guys they are. We're just like, Hey, we're not supposed to win. We're not supposed to be here, but we're going to fuck shit up anyways. And then you, look, you look, at, look at the Bulls. Same thing. They're, they're there. They're, they're playing well. I mean, it, so many things can happen between now and the end of the season. We've got about a month left in the season. Um, so, uh, but again, yeah, like you said, I, I wouldn't want to play, the Celtics or the or the or the Heat in the first round. 
if I'm one of those top teams like Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, yeah, definitely don't want to see those teams. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Knicks this year? Because everyone's all over their nuts because they're actually a 500 team <laughs> since fucking Melo was there. And yeah. people, it's so crazy to like when you look at a big market like the Knicks, and now that they're at 500 and possibly making the playoffs, everyone's just like, oh my God, oh my God. The, the Knicks are, they're one player away. They're this, they're that. They can make a run. They could be this year's Miami Heat. They could settle I mean, fucking down. Hey, Julius Randle, 23, 10, and 6. He's, I, I want to. I wanted the Lakers to keep him so bad, dude. Of course, me too. Me too. From Julius day Randall, one, this is what we a, this is what we thought Julius Randle was, was going to be. Yes, this dude was shooting forty percent from three. Going yeah. into his, you know, when he played at the Lakers, he didn't even he would get benched if he even thought about shooting a fucking three. Get your ass out of the game. But now we knew just some time. Give him some time. And he's developed into an NBA all-star. But he's developed into a guy that could lead a team to the playoffs. And he's doing it. And, man, as much as I hate hearing people talk about the Knicks saying, like, oh, my gosh, this is an amazing season, this and that. It's 500 basketball at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's 500 basketball. It's the Knicks. Yeah, and the Knicks have sucked – ass for a very long time and haven't been able to do shit since Melo and since those little runs that Carmelo had with the with the Knicks. Um even then when Carmelo was there it wasn't even that all that great. It was just Carmelo Anthony. You look at the guy the role players that the Knicks have, you look at a guy like Derek Rose, a veteran oh, who comes big pickup. I mean yeah, huge. Um, you know and then I mean obviously RJ Barrett, you know he's he is who he is. He's money. He wasn't a lottery pick for nothing. Uh, so, Nerland's Noel. I mean, he, I think if he can get going, I think he'll be he'll be a, a big help. You know, the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. The question is, can they win a playoff series? I don't think so. I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're ready yet. It depends who they but, play. Eh, because eh. they're going to be in the middle. They're going right to be now, in that middle spot. Right now, but has I have them setting up. The Knicks against uh, the Six will play the three. They would play the Bucks in the first round. All right. So I, I give would, them. I give them winning a game, or get, uh, they'll win a game. Unless fucking Giannis wants to go missing free throws again, like always. Oh my god! But see, you look at what. Yeah, you look at the Knicks, and uh, the the biggest thing for them is that they they don't just play defense. They play championship-level defense. They're number one in the league in defense. They uh-huh. will shut your shit down. And that's that's the only reason why they're in the you know spot that they're in right now is because of their defense. And they play defense. Obviously, they're number one in the league, but they, they, they do it consistently. They don't take any nights off, which is crazy. I've been, and- for some reason, watching a lot of Knicks games this year. And I've all I see is hustle every day, night in, night out. Look back, look back at uh, maybe two thousand nine, two thousand ten, Bulls games. Oh, same thing. But Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Coach, Noah, Coach Thib. 
Yeah, it was it was D Rose, it was Luel Dang, it was you know Joe Kim Noah, uh, Taj Gibson. It was all these guys that just played oh, hard. Yep, and, and that's you, exactly hard this year. Exactly, you look at what they have. You know, you have Derrick Rose and Taj, and you look at Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, who plays defense. All these guys that are on the team, their priority the priority is defense. You know, yeah. fuck it. If you can't score, it's fine. But if, as long as you could stop someone from scoring, hell yeah. And yep. I, that's where that's where that's where basketball in the playoffs gets a little scary because if a team, you know, like the Nets, who who you know, people people keep saying uh, it's okay. You know, Kyrie plays defense. Durant can play defense. James Harden can play defense. I know they can. I could fucking play defense. I can play defense. Are they gonna do it? Are they gonna are they gonna play defense? And that's what that's what worries me about the Nets is that they have so much talent. But are they gonna play defense? They give up yeah. they put up 130 points a night and then they give up one forty. It's like you what know, the it, fuck, dude? You compare the Nets to the Blazers. Yeah. The last Blazers, same, same thing with the Blazers last year. They're like, oh, yeah, they're going to put up 130. Yeah, but they're going to give up 140. They're going to, like, it's just. And that, mean, that's what yeah. fucked the Trailblazers. If they actually played some defense and scored the way they score, they could have gave the Lakers a run for their money, but they can't play defense. Yeah. Same thing for the Nets. You think, you think you're going to be able to get past the 76ers or, you know, the Bucks or. Who, who, any of these other teams, like the, maybe the Celtics or the Heat, without playing defense? Come on. And then you look at those other teams, like the Heat, they prioritize defense. Bucks prioritize defense. Celtics, I they work on defense. Everyone just kind of thinks, you look back at the Warriors and, and you look at how much defense they played, and it wasn't much. But they, do, they did have enforcers. They did have um, what's his name? Green. Draymond Green. Draymond uh, Green. They did have uh, uh, Iguodala for a year. I mean, you know, Steph can play defense when he wants to. He's a little um, sneaky. He's sneaky with you know he can get a steal here and there. He can get in your face. Oh, Clay would play defense. He's a shutdown defender. Draymond shutdown defender. Back when they had like Zaza Pachulia, he'd fucking throw elbows left and right. Didn't give a shit. Stand there. Wait for wait for them to pass him the ball, but you know, but the the Warriors play defense when they have to. Mm-hmm. I I feel like the, the the Nets are trying to do that. I feel like KD's trying to recreate what he had in, in Golden State, and I just don't see it happening, man. I don't see I don't see the, the, the team unity. I mean, you look at KD and Kevin Durant. I mean, KD and uh, and James Harden. Mm-hmm. Those are two alpha males. Those are two guys that want to be the guy on their team that want to shoot the ball. Yeah, want to be the guy who makes the who makes the shot. And then you look at Clay and Steph, where it's like, I don't give a fuck who makes it. We're here to win. Exactly. And I I, I see that being a problem. And, and then you throw Kyrie in the middle of that, and it's like, <sighs> Kyrie doesn't like passing the ball. He thinks he's fucking Kobe. So I don't know, man. It's it's it, it's it's good to have that much talent on your team. But it's also a bad thing when it comes down to, you know, hey, I'm going to be the guy to make the shot. No, I'm going to be the guy. No, give me the ball. No, give, give me the ball. It's like you, you really don't want that. Exactly. Kind of. 
So it's going to be interesting to see them, especially in the playoffs, because we know playoff basketball, you got to play defense, man. Mm-hmm. You have to. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, like you said, and like we both said, it, it's just up to up to them, and it's up to those big three, KD, uh, Harden, and Kyrie. And what's crazy is that separately they've all had their drama. KD has had his drama with the media and with, you know, everything around that being so sensitive and all that. Kyrie, same thing. What? With his burner account. With the, yeah, the burner accounts. Kyrie having, you know, troubles, you know, with LeBron, going to the Celtics, having trouble there, you know, all these other issues. You know, James Harden, who out of the three, I would give him the most credit saying maybe he's the least amount of drama, but when you look more into it, you know, didn't play well with um, with Chris Paul, didn't play well with having Westbrook there, didn't play well just connecting with those type of guys because he, like you said, thought he was the alpha, he's the number one, he's the guy. Maybe it's different with Kevin Durant, you know, obviously when you're with your true friends, when you're with your true friends like, you know, KD and Kyrie are supposedly, and maybe Harden and KD are like that. Uh, if KD is the true leader that he is, like a LeBron type of leader, he pulls them together and just says, you know what, this is what we're in for. This is what we're doing. And I don't I don't see that from, from Durant. I don't see that at all from Durant. I see, I see Durant as just a... The silent type. Probably... Probably the best scorer we'll ever see. Yeah. We've ever But that's it. I think LeBron is the best basketball player we've ever seen. Durant's the best scorer we'll ever see. That's it. I'm sure Michael Jordan will have something to tell you about that. Uh, well, Michael Jordan can take it up with me later. <laughs> I'll beat his ass on the golf course first. Uh, I don't know. Supposedly he's supposed <laughs> to be pretty good. Um, but yeah, man, the, where we're at right now with sports is, is, is great. You know, baseball's doing fine. Basketball's doing fantastic right now. Um, you look at, I think period in the world, I think we're getting there. The world, right? Yeah. The world in general. We're getting close to, I wouldn't say normalcy because I don't think we'll ever see full normalcy. Or the life, the normalcy that we knew before, I don't think we'll ever see that again. No, you don't think so? So I think the masks are going to stay for a no. while. Yes. Here here in L.A. where we live, yes. But in other parts of the yeah. country, you know, people are yeah, getting I'm, more lack, relaxed with it. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at the Texas Rangers, full capacity at their stadium, no mask required. Oh, my God. That just I mean, gives me anxiety. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And that's so crazy. Like a year ago, I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go to the red. Like, I'll go. And now it's that's like, oh you, my God. That's how you know you're from California, dude. Yeah. We're a bunch of pussies. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> hey, but you, you know fuck- what? Fuck it. We've gone on trips. We say, fuck it. We, go, we do it. We, we can't bet on sports. We can't fucking. We can't go to games. We can't. We have to wear a mask. Have you? I've thought about that real quick. I know we're you know talking about sports, but I ha- this popped in my head. Um, this popped in my head maybe like a, a couple of days ago, and you you reminded me when you when you just said that. 
Think of, let's say, 20, 30 years ago. When you thought okay. about L.A., when you thought about California, you thought about, you know, the initial thought was, you know, California's has a bunch of bad motherfuckers there. You know, you looked at. I wasn't alive 30 years ago. No, but I'm just look. saying, I'm just saying in a, in a general sense of like what people okay. thought of California being. Oh, where yeah. It's like okay. that is the place to be. People yeah, from West. across the world would die to just come to L.A. and live here. The weather, now, fucking Hollywood. Exactly. Not just that. Like, yeah, the music, the sports, the everything that was coming out of L.A. Yeah. was affecting the world. Everyone wanted to repeat it. Everyone wanted to duplicate it. And then now, people are leaving left every day. Every day, people yeah. are leaving. Which... I'm not opposed to it. Get the fuck out. There's more room for us. The fuck out. Like less traffic. I'm, I'm in, dude. I'm all for it. But just the, I'm all for that. But just the general sense of like, man, there's people. People don't put res, like have that same respect of California and LA. Like when now, if you go, let's say you go travel somewhere. Oh, I'm from LA. Like ah, oh, you guys are a bunch of pussies, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like whereas before it's like, oh yeah, I'm from LA. Oh my gosh, how is it? It's amazing. I heard it's amazing. I saw it on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now it's like, oh, I never want to go to that place. It's so crazy. Yeah, now it's fucking LA is expensive and this and that. It's like, come on. Yeah, no, I I, I get it. Yeah, it's, it's insane. But I I don't see myself leaving ever. I mean, maybe me, me either, dude. But dude, it's it's just too. I don't know. It's home, man. Like, I, I, I know you hate the beach. You fucking despise the sand. You know but, me too uh, well, yes. But I do. I love going to the beach, man. I, like, I love being so close to a beach. Like, 25, 30 minute drive to the beach. Like, that's what tra- and, and that's another, a travel, yeah. another 25, 30 minute drive to a fucking mo- a mountain, a hiking trail somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm in the middle of everything. It's, it's, it's great. I love it. And exactly, and then if you want to get real crazy, a couple of hours away, Vegas is there. A couple Bro, hours the other way, San Diego's there. Reminds me, reminds me. So, like, check this out. Like, we where we live, like, you live in Whittier, I live in Pico. We have supermarkets everywhere surrounding us. Like, bro, the nearest market's, like, fucking fun. two minutes from my house right here down the street. Yeah, the nearest market, you have Food for Less, you have uh, the Food for Less here. Like, there's, there's so much around us. Mm-hmm. So my uncle, he just went to Nashville uh, about a month, almost a month ago, like three weeks ago. And he stood in downtown Nashville. And, bro, there isn't a supermarket for, like, 20 minutes. Like, the nearest supermarket is, like, 20 minutes away. What? Yeah, because they got an Airbnb. It's like, hey, we got to go get some food. And it's like, oh, yeah, we'll go to the market right now. The big, like, the nearest market is 20 minutes away from downtown. It's like, what? Like, you have to drive 20 minutes. Not even, like, a CVS to... or something? Oh, nothing, dude. The, the nearest market is 20 minutes out, dude. Like, it's crazy. And that's that's how places are. Like, you go to Texas, it's probably the same shit. Like, hey, I live here, got a big-ass house, but I got to I gotta drive 10 miles to go put gas, 10 miles to go get milk at the market. Yeah, I could walk and to 7-Eleven right now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So that that's the kind of the convenience that you pay for 
by living in obviously expensive California, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. Man, it, that is crazy is that you don't get to, you don't, you don't see how other people live until you kind of go and visit those places and you see like, yeah. holy shit. Like you take those little itty bitty things for granted. Like as simple as a like great point, as simple as a market. Like I remember, my dad would wake up in the morning. He'd go to two markets. He's like, "Oh, it's because I like the bread from this market, and then I like this from that market." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know my dad. He'd fucking he makes a trip out of everything. So, <laughs> but yeah, that that is crazy to think about. Is like you don't you don't realize it until you see it for yourself, or you're in that situation for yourself. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but LA is not perfect, but I'm still not nope. going anywhere, even though they don't have legal gambling. Soon, Sonona <sighs> just got approved. We're getting closer, baby. We're getting closer. Little, little by little, right? But uh, yeah. All right. So, what we're gonna try to do with the hot corner, and just to keep man, how, how long have we been? How long have we been doing the, the hot corner, dude? Bro. So we started in 2013, August oh. of 2013, which was actually it wasn't August, probably like September. November. No, so yeah, like yeah. So we were we were about to fail our class, and we needed the extra credit. I needed that bad, bad. So that was yeah, like like November of 2013. So yeah, we're going on uh, almost what eight years now. That's insane, dude. To think about. How how that yeah dude that that spread that rolled into like yeah just like how we started like we, we you were gonna fail the class I was gonna fail the class we were both gonna fail the class and the, the, our professor was like hey uh, you remember Mr Bright Mr Bright B R it was a B R E I R E I G H T I was like oh fuck like uh, hey if you guys need uh, extra credit. You can go to the radio station next door and uh, record a uh, record something. Uh, I remember and, we both uh, looked at each other at the same time. We're like, "Yeah, let's do that." <laughs> and then we went and we sat in this in one of the like the, the the practice studios, and we were just fucking like sitting there, like, "Okay, what do we do? Like, what do we talk about?" <laughs> yeah, we had no idea. <laughs> but then we were talking and we're like, "Bro, like, we could have been recording this entire time, and like, it would have been fucking great content." Oh man. So. Yeah, it was nuts, man. It's it, it, it's crazy how far it, it's come, and then like, yeah, like you said, it would have it led into, you know, what you guys have now with the kickback, and I mean that's blown up pretty big. So yeah, dude, it's it's nuts. Yeah, dude, and I I'll never forget when we when we would do it, we we knew one hundred percent like nobody's listening to this right now. Like no, <laughs> there was, but there was always one guy. My dad. dad was listening to that shit. He didn't know how to work anything on his phone, but he knew how to download the TuneIn app, and he had that shit ready to go. It was hilarious. No one would listen. We would pretty much be talking to ourselves. I remember there'd be a few times where we would leave the radio station, and there'd be like a security guard on his bike. He's like, hey, was it you guys up in there? Yeah. It's good. It's good. And then he just ride away. I'm like, all right. Thanks, man. You fucking made my day. But yeah. yeah, dude, it's been it's it's crazy. To, it's crazy to think, and then it's all, you know. Casey had a big uh, a big uh, part in it, just by kind of guiding us in that direction. 
of like how to do it. He's yeah. a big part of it. But yeah. And then the, obviously the surrounding cast at uh, WPN Doritos. It was a bunch of characters, bro. Yeah, we had something of everything. But you like, know, it's it's funny because you and I both came from that that sports background, that locker room background, that like were around very athletic pe- or pretty athletic people, and then to go to like the radio station where it's like. I don't think there was an athletic bone in that in anyone's <laughs> body in there, but they like we we had a different experience of high school and they had a different experience of high school and we come yeah. into the same building and it was just so weird to see like we we were really thrown out into a different element and I feel like yeah. that helped me a lot because I was very like I don't like I. I I enjoy talking to people if they want to have the conversation, but I'm not going to go out and initiate it. That yeah. really helped me to like learn a lot about different people and different background. And like, Hey, you know, high school wasn't always great for everyone. And that's when I realized that where it's like, unfortunately those group of people were considered nerds at some, at some places. And you and I just embraced that whole experience. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's what college is, though. It's kind of like that mixture of, like, you get the jocks that were in high school and you get the nerds that were in high school and you put them together and it's just like, what the fuck? You and know, you get WPMD. On? And that, that that's exactly what you get. And it's so crazy to think about um, just looking back at it, like looking back at the whole thing. And I wouldn't regret it for the world, dude. It was it was fu- It was fun. Fun moments. Yeah, last one. I'm trying to remember uh, the one guy that we thought of that. Remember KJ? Remember that old? He was like an older black guy, and he hey, pump the brakes, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been on the show a couple times. Dude, he was dropping. No, I remember he would drop knowledge about basketball. He, yeah, that's like all he did. Basketball stuff. Yeah. He's like, I don't know anything about no LeBron or nothing, man. But Magic Jordan, Magic Johnson, <laughs> he would fucking talk all day. He's like, pump the brakes, yep. pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Yep. Oh, man. Those are fun times, but moving on, uh, what we're going to do to end pretty much every episode, to end every episode, especially since baseball season is, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's here. It's here and it's not going anywhere. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, some Dodgers. And we're here in L.A., and as much as I consider myself a Red Sox fan, I love the Red Sox. Red Sox versus Dodgers, I'm wearing Red Sox all day. I was telling Jesse the other day, I was watching a Dodger game, and I caught myself, and I started laughing by myself in my room. I caught myself cheering for the Dodgers. I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Deep, 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 deep. Deep, deep down inside, you're a Dodgers fan. I mean, you're a Red Sox fan, yeah. It, like you said, Red Sox, Dodgers, you're going to cheer for the Red Sox. Um, but when the Red Sox, if the Red Sox didn't exist. Oh, yeah, Dodgers all day. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, you got us you got us in that World Series, though, you fucking rap bastard. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, as I was saying, so we're going to, we're going to, 
end every episode talking about the Dodgers, talking about um, you know the ins and outs of of what's going on with the Dodgers. And this idea popped in my head because obviously we we talk about the Dodgers anyways as we're talking about baseball, but I wanted to dedicate a certain part of the episode for the Dodgers. And I thought about it because you started a podcast a while, a couple was it maybe a year or two ago that you kind of got it rolling. Yeah, it was about, I think it was like two years ago, and it was called the Blue Crew. The Blue Crew, and it was literally all about the Dodgers. And I was actually, I think I was on it once. I was on the first episode, I think. Yeah, and second. the second first one? one. Oh yeah, I was your first guest. I was your first guest. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's so crazy how we've come a long way from that. I remember that. I remember that episode. I, I was in your garage with like some Mickey Mouse equipment. Fast forward to now, it's a little bit pricey. It's pricey stuff. Yeah, you gotta post. Have you posted the stuff on Instagram, like the equipment that you have? Oh uh, no, I haven't. Dude, you gotta show it off, man. You gotta show the people what what, what what's behind the scenes of this stuff. I know. And it, it's it's so much it, I I enjoy it. you know I geek out about this stuff when I got oh, it yeah. I was like oh my god I can't I was like, I can connect this I could do this I was like, I could FaceTime and I could connect that and I was like, I could do that yeah that was like me when I got my Traeger dude I just got a Traeger recently and I was just like bro I can make this I can make that like I, oh oh my god I was so excited yeah I know there's something about like when 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 there's something that you really really like and it it could be the littlest thing and someone can be like all right it's, that's it's cool, but you're just like, no bro fucking it's fucking awesome, yeah, but anyways that uh that podcast the blue crew podcast is what we're inserting into this uh, this podcast where we dedicate literally you know, a chunk of time of just talking about the Dodgers. So, Tugboat, you are the Dodger fan. You are the, I shit, I can call you a Dodger historian as well because you do know your history about the Dodgers. What do you want to talk about first about the Dodgers on this uh, hot corner comeback that we're having after football season is over and now we have baseball? Um. All right, first of all, did you see those rings? Bro, those were fat ass rings. <laughs> those things are huge. I mean, wow, they're beautiful. Uh, did you happen to watch opening day, the, the ring ceremony? I did. I did. It was nice. Oh man. I, I I'll be honest with you. I got a little teary eyed when when they announced Kershaw. I believe you. He's just like uh, when he's walking out, and he's like, "You've been waiting for this since." The first time he put on Dodger blue, and here he is, like finally World Series champion. I'm just like, oh my god! <laughs> like, and so, so he didn't. Uh, they sh- they normally they show the players the rings, uh, like before, like uh, hey, like hey, this is the what this what it's gonna look like. Showed him a picture. And he's exactly. like, I want to see it. I don't want to see it. That's so awesome. he it was genuine with him where he opened the box and he seen it for the first time, and he just like, oh my god, like. Did you see the box? It was a fucking big ass box, dude. There's a video in there, like it's nuts, dude. I leave it to the Dodgers to to just make it even more, yeah. You know, bro, just too much. 30, 30 but it's not too much. The, Thirty years in the making. Thirty-two years in the making. So yeah, but um, 
yeah, that, that was cool. And then obviously the whole opening day, the opening series, the gold jerseys were dope. Uh, the gold hats. I got my gold hat right here. Don't judge me. I still have a sticker on it. I just bought it. So. I was about to say, you better not be one of those fucking guys. I forgot we're not doing video, video today. <laughs> I'm like showing the fucking hat to everyone. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, man. World Series hangover doesn't exist. I'll tell you that. Because the Dodgers are uh, off to another great start. Uh, first team to 10 wins. Best record in baseball, 10-2. and two. Uh, on pace for 160 went. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, as soon as you said, I was like, "Excuse me." Yeah, they're, uh, they're on pace. They're on pace for about 133 wins. If you look at the numbers, which would be absolutely insane. I, I doubt that happens. I I, I can guarantee you that won't happen. They'll win 100. Um, a lot of people are saying that this might be the best Dodger team we've ever seen. You know, you look back at the last full season. Uh, Dodger team that we saw that you look back at uh, 2019 the winningest team in Dodger history they won 106 games mm-hmm. um, and they got bounced in the first round but dude it's just we got to give credit where credit is due and the Dodgers do a better job than anyone in the league at developing players I agree I mean you go from losing a guy like DK Hernandez a guy who can do everything. He can play the infield. He can play the outfield. He can hit left-handed pitching. You know, he can hit right-handed pitching. You know, he, he's so versatile. He's fast. He's doing the bases. He's got a good glove. He's got a good arm. And you lose a guy like him, and you replace him with some guy named Zach McKinstry, who can none of your fans have any idea who he is. Like, the, the basic, the average, the average fan, doesn't really know who he is. Like, I remember him last year. He made his debut uh, late in the season last year. He got his first hit. But, like, the average fan was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, Zach McKinstry. Like, the who's, fuck? This boy? who's this white boy? Yeah. And this dude is a fucking baller, man. He's like, good. And he can play the outfield. He can play the infield. He's left-handed. And he hits left-handed pitching, which is something the Dodgers haven't had in years. I mean, you look at and then, oh, dude, it, it's just they just develop guys. I mean, you look and then you look at Chris Taylor. You know, they traded him for not they got him for nothing Peanuts. from Seattle. And look at the the player he's become. Uh, Max Muncie, he was sitting literally sitting on his couch looking for a job. Dodgers came calling, and now he he was an all star. He's in the home run derby. Like the Dodgers farm system is just the best in baseball. Player development, it's it's insane, dude. It's, mm-hmm. it's the best. In, probably the best we've ever seen. Like, it's just, they're popping guys out left and right. It's like, who the fuck are these guys? And what's, cra- but, what's crazy is that for a while, it's just like, hey, okay, this guy came up. Oh, but guess what? We still have we still have this guy who's still in double A or single A. We just drafted yeah. this guy. And it's just like never-ending group of talented players that keep coming up and coming up. And like I, I've, I've mentioned this to you before, hands down the best 40 man, ro- like 40 man roster at the time when there was a 40 man roster that you could ever think of, because you look at the guys that they were sitting at triple a, it's like, man, these guys would be probably everyday players for some other teams. They'd be everyday players for, like, the Pirates, let's say, you know, bottom-of-the-barrel type of team. They'd be playing every single night. And with the Dodgers, they're not even on the, they're not even on the team yet. 
And yeah. no, but but what's crazy is that just the patience that the Dodgers have to say no, especially when come trade deadline, when everyone's you know asking for such and such or this guy and that guy. Nope, we're gonna hold on to him. We're gonna hold on to him. Oh, we'll give you him. We'll get. We'll let him go. You know, and and not just developing players, but their front office and how they handle trades, how they handle, you know, everything, how they handle contracts with their players, trying to bring them back. Everything yeah. that they do is just yeah. is top of the line, and it's 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 frustrating to see when you're not a Dodger fan. It's yeah. just like, man, they figured it out. How come our team can't figure it out? Yeah, a perfect example. You look at like back in like 2015, 2016, everyone was like, oh, the Dodgers need a starting pitcher. They need to trade for Cole Hamels. They need to trade for Cole Hamels. Uh, um, Cody Ballinger. And and we're like, fuck it, give him Ballinger. Give him Seager. Like, fuck these guys. Like, they're never going to fucking, like, fuck them. Like, let's go get Cole Hamels. Let's go win now. Yep. And it's like, oh, my God. Thank God we did not do that. Yeah. Uh, That's what happens when you listen to the fans. Yeah, you look at some of the guys that the Dodgers have traded that have worked out. One of them, uh, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, with the uh, with the Astros, fuck the Astros. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's worked out pretty well. You know, he, he he's pretty good. Um, <laughs> he's pretty fucking good. He's big bat. But, but besides that, like you look at the prospects that they've traded away, it's like, eh, like not nothing really big. You know, like no no one's really blown up. I mean, Verdugo's getting there. He'll probably be you know a big impact. <sighs> player eventually he had a big three-run triple today for you guys yeah it was nice i was at work um, and i was like oh you know but uh but yeah man it's just it's not how good the dodgers are so yeah they're off to a 10 and 2 start this year um you know their starting pitching is fucking unreal i mean the addition just the fact that they added trevor bauer to that already good rotation is just wow i mean and bauer in his first three starts, he's got uh, 20, 10, 10, and 9. So 29 strikeouts in three starts. Um, I mean, dude, he's unreal. He's probably going to win the Cy Young again this year. Um, so to have that guy to a team that's already, you know, just won a World Series is, is insane. You know, and then you have Walker Buehler, you know, Kershaw, um, you know, Urias, who kind of find his, found his form last year in the playoffs. You know, and then Dustin May, the kid throws 100 miles per hour, fucking filthy. Um, so, and then, I mean, yeah, you have guys like David Price in the bullpen. Dude, the Dodgers are just so deep. Like, it's, it's like this guy, and then this guy, and then this guy. It's, it's, it's fun to watch, man. It's fun to see. Like, back in the, like, 2017, 2018, I'm just like, fuck this, like, skip this. Can we just get to October? Like, I want to go to the World Series. I want to go to the playoffs. Or, like, I want to be in the playoffs and play the playoffs. But now that we won the World Series last year, I say we because, you know, it, it, it feels like I won too. <laughs> now that they've won the World Series, it's like, you know what, fuck it. Like, we won already. We're good. We're probably going to win it again this year. But I can enjoy this so much more now like just watching these guys and really appreciating how great this organization is like dude it's it's nuts man it it is uh it is pretty crazy just to think about you know what they've already accomplished they they yeah. did what they were supposed to do and then 
you look forward and you say, shit, they could. They're favorited for every fucking game they're in. Like, every game, yeah. they're the favorites to win. And then on top of that, you think, can they can they make it to the playoffs again? Yes. Can they make it to the World Series again? Yes. Can they win another World Series? Yes. Yeah. And then you look, you know, past that, and you say, dude, these – the Dodgers aren't going anywhere for a while. Yeah. And the amount I mean, and the amount of opportunities that you had already before you won the World Series, just it keeps on going and keeps on going and keeps on going. And now you just have a never ending amount of opportunities, it seems like, to make a run to to be probably the biggest dynasty in, you know, the modern era of ba- of baseball. Which is yeah, insane. I was going to compare them to like the, the Yankees of the 90s. I don't you know. know. They won, I mean, they won three championships. Yeah. That's something that hasn't been done. I mean, well, the Giants and the and Yeah. You look at the Giants, you look at the, like, they didn't dominate. Like, they were wild card. They had to fight and crawl yeah. and claw <laughs> their way. Fucking, I appreciate, like, I don't fuck the Giants, but I appreciate that they, like, they did that. Like, that's crazy. It's awesome. But you look at the Dodgers, they're dominating year in and year out, you know, winning division title after division title. And, you know, it's it's crazy, man. It's just it's it's fun to watch, though, for sure. And uh, I'm going to thank you for this forever. But, dude, the biggest difference maker is Mookie Betts. I told you from so, day one. The first day of spring training, and I saw this on uh, the, the Dodger channel, the first day of spring training in 2020, obviously last year, he came in and, and uh, you know, he was a new guy. You know, no, he had just beaten the Dodgers in the World Series the year before and, and comes in and he's a new guy. No one really knows who he is. Like, he's just like, yeah, it's Mookie Betts. Like, cool. He's a, but it's a big trade, obviously. Yeah, he's a, what do you mean? He's a World Series champion, Mookie Betts. That's who he is. Former MVP, you know, and comes in and, and uh, no one really expects him to say anything. It's like, you know what, like, whatever – but he steps in the first day of fucking spring training, and he's like, "Hey, like, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, I don't remember obviously what he said, but paraphrase it. He's just like, that shit that we just did out there, it's not gonna win us the world, the World Series, because it's not gonna win us the World Championship." Because he was talking about like the way that the way the Dodgers went about their business, like, kind of just going through the motions, like just regular BP, just kind of like, ah, yeah, regular fucking PFTs. It's That's like, the first God, day back. Yeah, it's just like just another spring training. And the first day, dude, Corey, uh, not Corey, Mookie Betts was just like, hey, like he stood up to the whole team, minor leaguers and everything. And he's like, hey, we got to set an example now. Like the shit that we just did, that's not going to cut it. He goes, I've been on a world championship team, and that's not it. He goes, that's not it. And it, everything changed. Like Justin Turner came out, and he was – really considered the leader of the team and, and Turner was like, yeah, like we appreciated what Beth said. Like it, it really slap in the face, uh, you know, be better. And, yeah. um, and yeah, so dude, Mookie Betts without him, I think we'd still be in that 32 year drought, which would be 33 now. But, uh, but yeah, thank God for Mookie, man. Yeah. He's, and I could honestly, yeah, I could say he's he's a big difference maker, not just on the field and the clubhouse. He's one of those guys that's just you. You could tell that, 
like just watching games and watching his interaction with guys, that they respect the fuck out of him. He might not oh, yeah. be the biggest guy. He's not the strongest guy, not the fastest guy. But fuck, does he walk around like if he's seven foot tall, like just the biggest guy in the room. Yep. And I think that's what the Dodgers needed was a little bit of that scrappiness that they that they lacked, mm-hmm. which was, you know, before Mookie got there, it was more like, oh, yeah, you know, they have the, you know, they were like finessing their way through everything. Like they yeah. were, the Dodgers were the pretty team. The Dodgers were the yeah. the pretty guy, the pretty girl, and Mookie came in and said, "No, fuck it. We're you know we're a, a rugged team that's you know fooled with a bunch of assholes yeah. that that need to show that they're assholes." Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. They're like, you know what, fuck, like fuck being the pretty girl, the pretty guy. Let's yep. be the ugly, you know, rugged, tough guy yeah. for once, and that's exactly yeah, what they did. Adding Joe Kelly as well, you know, that made them a little bit more of like that having that scrappiness of that fuck you mentality. And and that's what that's what's making the Dodgers even more dangerous oh, is yeah. that they're not just like the pretty team, which, you know, to be honest, kind of felt like the like feels like what the Yankees are coming out with, where it's like, you know, they can everything looks cute and fine, but. I, I want a bunch of dogs. I want guys that are going to be that are down to fucking pretty much throw down every every night if they have to. And that's kind of what the Dodgers come out and it, it, you have that feeling where it's like, you know, this might be a, a, you know game fifty out of one sixty two, but something's going to happen. Some sparks are going to fly. Whether it's you know, John. And now you add Trevor Bauer to that, and then that adds more of a spark where you know, fucking this guy's strutting around like Conor McGregor, staring guys down. And it just adds that intimidation factor where it's like, fuck, we got to play the Dodgers. Like, uh, and that, that's what, that's the scary part is that I don't see it ending. Yep. And I, I mean, it's crazy. We'll see this coming free agency that they got a lot of moves to make. Uh, Corey Seager is a free agent. That's the biggest one, obviously. Um, who knows if they're going to you know, re-sign him or not. But, um, yeah. And then Julio Rias is also a free agent this year. Walker Buehler is a free agent next year. And then Cody Bellinger the year after that. So, they're going to have to, you know, open up their wallets and pay some guys, which I, they're not afraid to do. Um, you know, they've done it before. Just get ready to but, start paying those $50 beers. <laughs> but the thing is uh, – the thing is, um, you know what? Back in the day, everyone was, oh, the Dodgers buy. They tried, they're trying to buy a championship. It's like, nah, man. These guys are homegrown. We drafted these guys. You know, yeah, we got a couple trades here and there. Like, obviously, Mookie. You know, you look at the bullpen with Kniebel and um, Trinan. You know, we, we brought those guys in. Gratterall, we brought that guy in. You're welcome. But you look at everyone else, it's like, dude, everyone is homegrown. Ballinger, Seeger, Bueller, Urias, um, you know. I, I consider Taylor homegrown because he was nothing when he got to us. Muncie, same thing. It's like, dude, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And then uh, the, to add on to what you said about the intimidation factor, perfect example, going into this weekend, uh, they got a three-game set with the Padres this weekend. You know, the, big, the big that everyone's been waiting for since, uh, Padres haven't you been know, playing too great. 
Yeah, obviously without without Tatis, you know, they've been, you know, struggling. But um um yeah, everyone's been waiting for this series. Oh yeah, Dodgers Padres, it's a rivalry and all this and all that. And the Dodgers are kind of just like, yeah, like whatever, you know. Justin Turner said there's going to be 19 World Series games between the Padres and Dodgers, which is cool because you know, yeah, they're going to be close games. They're going to be. But you look at that and then you look at the way the Padres are doing with Fernando Tatis right now. He dislocated his shoulder, uh, or didn't dislocate his shoulder. He strained his shoulder, uh, like, maybe a week and a half ago. I don't know if you saw it. He fucking swung and shoulder. Uh, I was actually watching the game, yeah. Yeah. So it was nuts, dude. And, and, uh, yeah, he hurt his shoulder pretty bad. He's been out. And they're kind of rushing him back, kind of the same way they did with Mike Clevenger, you know, he was hurt in the regular season last year. He started a game uh, in the wild card round and didn't get out of the second inning, I think, because his arm was fucking done. Obviously, he needed Tommy John. And they said, oh, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And they started him against the Dodgers in game two, and he didn't make it out of the first inning because his arm was fucking toast. He had, nothing, he had no UCL. So, um, you know, I feel like they're doing – with Tatis now, where you know the the manager Jay Singler came out and said yesterday, Tatis is going to be ready to go Friday uh, for the Dodgers series, and it's like they're looking forward to the Dodgers series. It's like, bro, it's April. Like, Relax. Like these, yeah, these games are important. Obviously, you know it's, it's a rival rivalry, so you call it. But I mean, it's it's April. Like, there's no there's no need to rush him back, man. Like, Tatis is generational talent. He's one of the one of the best shortstops in baseball. Not the best, but one of the best shortstops in baseball. Um, I mean, he's the face of your franchise. Like, why? You just paid him $340 million. Like, why rush him back? Why rush it? That's that's my thing. But mm-hmm. not my team, not my organization. So, I give a fuck. You want to rush him back? You fucking let his shoulder fall off of his arm? That's cool with me. You know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We'll see how it goes this weekend. But the Dodgers are kind of doing the same thing, though. It's interesting. Uh, the Padre fans are getting really ballsy, talking shit. They're, oh, yeah, the Dodgers switched their rotation around because they had some guys, like, skip days. or Yeah, like, they skipped Dustin May twice. Uh, but it was really just for Kershaw to throw on the fifth day. You know, Kershaw's, like, you know, creature yes. habit. Yeah. He's got to throw on the fifth day. And they had the day off in between. So they pushed May's back, start back. So now it sets up the rotation for this weekend where it's Bueller Friday, Kershaw Saturday, and Bauer Sunday. And the Padres are like, oh, they're doing – the Padre fans are like, oh, they're doing this for us. Like They want to throw their best against I'm like, oh, well, I mean, bro, this is what you're going to see in the playoffs. So, I mean, what, what the fuck does it matter? Like, exactly. You know, but I don't know. It, it's funny, man. Padre fans. They're, they're butter ballsy, dude. They got they talk a lot for not winning shit. Um, yeah, I think that's San Diego fans in general because you know I'm the same way with football. I mean, now we're LA, but mm-hmm. came from over. There. I talk all the shit I want, even though my Chargers never won a damn thing. <laughs> no kidding, though. But yeah, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend series, man. The Dodgers um, again off to a hot start, ten and two. Um, they're just down two nothing, and Justin Turner just hit a three round bomb. So, I mean, he's got four bombs already this year. Uh, that was huge, bringing him back, man. Oh, 
God. Big. So, yeah. Another exciting year of Dodger baseball for sure. I'm um, I'm looking forward to watching. I just I look forward to watching baseball in general. I'm looking forward to watching them play and see what happens. I'm looking forward to my Red Sox still doing pretty good. But uh, hey, you got game winning streak after starting zero and three, getting swept by the Orioles opening weekend. It was tough. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a. It was a tough little opening weekend, but we got yeah. we got through it. It was unfortunately it came to an end today. Because your boy Garrett Richards. Oh my god, uh, dude. <laughs> he's bad. He's terrible. But uh but yeah, man. The, the Red Sox, hey, that the whole American League East is a fucking disaster right now. It's a shit show, dude. No, it's like all right, no, you want you want to win it? Or right, here you go. You want to win it? It's like everyone's just passing Ra- it around. You think of the Rays, it's like, oh yeah, like they were just in the wheelchairs, but yeah, no Blake's now. Glass now's a mess. Back to the old Rays. Yeah, and then you look at the Yankees, it's like, eh, you know, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them. Um, and then you look at uh, Toronto, and they're okay. they they got to stay healthy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be a fun season, though. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to doing more episodes throughout the season. And what? What's that? What did you say? I said I said it's only April, and we've already had so much happen. I know, right? And that's what I was saying. I'm, I can't wait to keep the season going and keep doing the podcast and keep a, you know, keeping the ball rolling. Yes, yeah, so we're going to do this every Thursday. It's going to be a Thursday. And they will come out on Friday, and it will be perfect. You listen to them, bam. Yep, let's do it, man. All right, people, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you next time.